TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, here, let's get going. You know, this it's been such a rainy day. The forecast a couple of days ago, 90% chance of rain. It's just rained <laughs> nonstop from the very beginning of the day from when I woke up this morning. Just downpours, Sue. I hope you survived. Do you have the galoshes on? Uh, no, I'm really afternoon? glad it didn't rain today. I mean, but how I, wrong I could they point. have been, though, about all this? Every <laughs> day they're wrong. I'm telling you, on Tuesday, I look at the damn weather app, and it's 90% rain all day. Don't make plans. Cancel. And then you wake up, ah, it might be a little cloudy. You know? <laughs> Nothing at all. It's <laughs> I know. It's frustrating. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I'm dumb enough to look at it. And to think that it's going to be oh, real. We both do. But when we, like, like, say you have plans for next week, right? You start looking, even if you're traveling, you kind of start looking at the weather app saying, okay, are we going to get good weather? And I'm almost to the point where if it says, I got plans for next Wednesday, I'm looking, it says it's going to be sunny and 65, it's going to snow. And if it says three to four inches of snow, winter storm watch, it's going to be fine. I know. I wish I could... Not make that up, but it is. God bless Dave Murray. We love you. But still, oh, my God, unbelievable. All right, we got a lot to get to here this afternoon, including, you know, it's interesting. Just as I get the show started here, I went down to um, to Spring and Chippewa today, Sue. Oh, you did? To I, look at that homeless thing. Right. I saw the squatters in front of this house. It's a big, gross tent. And I put some video up on the, the X earlier. And someone had chimed in. One of our listeners said, I'm shocked this hasn't been locally covered by the media since it started. We were in here in the studio yesterday, and Fox News had it all over. And I was unaware of it. Fred, when, you, when we saw it yesterday, did you know about this? Uh, I knew oh. about it. Yeah, I, I knew about it, um, and I saw it on KTVS. Okay, so because Fox 2 covered it locally. So what happened was is when, when John asked, I'm shocked this hasn't been covered locally, Fox 2 has chimed in and said, you mean here or here or perhaps here? They're getting very aggressive. Here's the problem. People don't watch TV news anymore. Mm. They, sorry. <laughs> I, they just don't, right? So that, I think that's why they might have missed it, and we, we offer our apologies. All right, the big story of the day, though, we're going to get to that. We have um, Beavis Shock, who represents the homeowners. He's coming on here in a few minutes. Steve Butts, state rep, good friend of the show. He went and saw it in person as well. He's been following that story, so we'll get him on a little bit later this hour. But we have this big cell phone outage. It's been weird for a lot of us because we can't use our smartphones unless we're on Wi-Fi. George Rosenthal, who was on the show yesterday talking about a couple other hacks that were going on with ThrottleNet, is here. George, how are you, first of all? Good to see you. Good. Good to see you. Thanks for having me in studio. Especially because you just kind of helped us close the show last night, but then we all wake up this morning. I was up early because I couldn't sleep, and I was on—it's interesting. At my home, I don't— 
use cellular. I can't. It, it really is very spotty. So if the Wi-Fi goes out, we're essentially screwed unless we're standing right in front of my garage at yeah. a particular place. So I was up scrolling, doom scrolling, as they like to say. <laughs> That's what the and kids I, say. And I saw nationwide outage. And then a couple hours later, I, get, I wasn't sure if I was affected because we, we were just on the Wi-Fi. And my son texted me, the one in Columbia that's the teacher. Hey, what's up with my phone? He thought I shut off his phone, I guess. I'm like, hey, wouldn't oh, hurt you to funny. follow the news, right? Maybe. But then again, maybe he couldn't follow the news because of the outage. So what do yeah. we know what happened here? Um, not yet. So I will confirm as of 30 minutes ago, they reported uh, AT&T did that all of the downed or out service uh, phones are now our devices are now back up. We're all back up and running. So first I saw it was about 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I got me some too. phone calls all of a sudden. And I, the, the funny thing is I got a phone call, but the only reason I received the phone call is because I was on Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi calling, right? Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I t- started talking to the person. I looked down. I had no bars on my yeah. signal. I'm like, oh, okay, well, something must be going on. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we talked about something similar to this kind of stuff yesterday. And it kind of makes everybody go, okay, what's really going on? Yeah. So. This could be an internal failure. Let's just say it's a database failure or something happened internally at AT&T. But what's immediately alarming, A, it hasn't happened before. I've never heard of anything like mm-hmm. this before on a major, major carrier. For hours. Hours. I mean, hours I, and hours. You're talking no. a lot of people who don't have Wi-Fi calling. Right. They can't get they can to 911. There's no ambulance, fire service, et cetera. So it, it, to me, it's a national security issue. But- if it was an internal failure, then fine. They're going to may hopefully tell the truth on that. There's, I'm sure there's going to be a congressional hearing on this because of how much it this affects affected everyone. the entire country. Was it just AT&T? So here's the thing. Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN are all reporting that some Verizon customers were involved and some T-Mobile customers were okay. hit. So that, again, is another red flag for me. If it was outside of AT&T's infrastructure and they're affected, then what's going on? Maybe, now, maybe they're piggybacking or leasing some of their lines or maybe they're you know, leasing a tower here and there, and that's why only 800 of Verizon folks were affected. That right. could be. So I don't want to speculate right. on why, but I do have to say that this, this should be one of those alarm bells or the flare shot in the air that says, look, if this happens in real life with bad guys— What's going to happen to this infrastructure that we've built over 200 years? Like, we've all come to the point where, I mean, we talked yesterday, like, how many how many of you guys listening and how many of you here in the studio have a landline at home? I do not. Uh, no. Not even Fred, I, Fred does. does. No, I thought you did. Nope. You said you no. don't either. Nope. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah, we don't have one. Yeah. I heard a couple of people, I have some texts from some people today that said, yeah, I'm never making fun of a landline again, I right? Know. No kidding. I know. Here, yeah, here I am, Mr. Tech Guy, <laughs> and I'm always making fun of the landline. Yeah. And I'm like, this morning going, I'm sitting there getting my coffee going, maybe I need to make a phone call uh, right? to a landline again. Right, I, get I mean, it. And one of, my, one of my friends said, look, you know, I know you're all into tech, but this may be the beginnings of back-to-face-to-face conversations with handshakes. Mm-hmm. And when you exchange money for business, you would do it in person. Maybe this brings back some cash instead of all digital currency or transferring. I'm, again, I'm speculating on how AT had this happen. But if this was a hack, if this was something, because we talked about even the the Senate hearing with the the head of the FBI, uh, Christopher Wray, even said they stopped the largest malware attack in American history on infrastructure. And if that's the case, then all those bad actors are still there on different networks. Trying trying to, yeah, trying to execute something in in another area of infrastructure. Correct. Jen Easterly, the director of cybersecurity infrastructure, said during that hearing, that ransomware attacks are on the rise, critical systems are in danger, and it's aimed at inducing societal panic. Dang. Now, here we are nine months away from an uh, election, okay? 
there was all this Russia, Russia, Russia stuff at the last election. So imagine what's going to happen now. You're going to have every conspiracy theory on every hack that ever happens that it has to do something with the election. So uh, that's something to keep an eye out as, as we go get closer and closer. Absolutely. Well, look, you know, to a certain extent, I think maybe for some of us who weren't in panic mode for work, it's it's almost freeing. Hey, I don't have to do anything with my phone right. I for can't a little help while. It. But we're all addicted to them as well. And then you panic about getting in touch with um, your kids or, or family members or sure. anything like that. So it, it's daunting from that perspective. But along the lines of the ransomware, and we kind of revisit some of the things we talked about yesterday with um, what, which school district was it? I don't want to name the wrong school district. Do you remember? Uh, oh, Howell. Howell. Yeah, Francis Howell. Howell. Sorry, yeah. I almost said something else. I and I have, wanna... not, I have not heard anything yet on whether they're back online fully yet. But it was a cyber attack, and we think then typically that's a ransomware attack, right? I I'm mean, assuming so. Is there another kind of cyber? I guess yeah. just to mess things up, but typically the, the bad actors are asking for money. Correct. Right. 100%. Okay. And it's funny, as you know, another one happened today. So there's a cyber attack confirmed on Change Healthcare, uh, which is a national tech company in the healthcare world that processes all of the prescriptions to the insurance companies. So they have confirmed today on on major net, you know, Fox News and so forth that they were hit. Um, they can process or receive all prescriptions at this time, but cannot process them to the insurance carriers Holy because of a cyber cow. attack that just happened right. today. So it, it's happening more and more and more nonstop. And, and that's, that's that really cripple. Yeah, that could really cripple you. Well, for sure, because sure. now you can't get your prescriptions. You're talking about your phones. It's, these are infrastructure issues that are, really need to become front and center in in Congress. And I, I would need agree. To be know, addressed. The one thing that I'm always worried about, it, just because you would think that if they can execute this on on school districts, et cetera, and I don't know what the uh, you know the protection is out there for utility companies, but I'm shocked that it hasn't happened. Like with with Ameren or something like that, right? I, I am as well. I'm knocking on yeah, wood. Yeah, right. If you can't see me, I'm knocking on wood because I don't want that to happen. <laughs> because that could really, I mean, talk about panic, right? Yes. You know, well, it's like that small city in Florida. They ended up putting instructions for the new guy. They watched their email, and when the new guy was hired, they put instructions for too much lie to be put into the water system. <sighs> and thankfully, an experienced employee caught the new guy before he put too much ingredients in the water. You I mean, what? and that's that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with now. It's definitely I try to explain it. This is not the 1980s anymore. You know, they do that new employee thing that that happened to an employee of my brother's. It's almost like they watch that. And as soon as that person is being uploaded into the system, like uh, they called him and said, oh, you're new. Part of your upload is you're going to have to transfer this money. It's your first job. We thought we'd let you know, you know, everybody has okayed it. And he did it. And nobody had authorized it. It was a fake. It was a scam. It's scary. It is. And they sit on the network for up to 100, 150 days watching to see what's oh going on. Oh, my gosh. And then they pull the trigger and actually take action. So Ooh, they're, it's, it's very, very calculated. Now, again, I don't want to say that AT&T was hacked because that is not that is we not don't know. But, George, yet, just, but. just quickly, because we, we, uh, we did this yesterday, and it was at the end of the show, so I don't know how many people heard it. But explain the story of the, uh, just briefly, the Chinese sure. hack with the uh, meeting, the AI stuff. Oh, that that's was, insane. That was incredible. I, I still, in my mind, is blown by this. This, and I'll go real quick. I'll give you the short version. So, uh, imagine a multinational company. Uh, the person is located in Hong Kong. He works in the finance department. He gets called to a meeting, like a Zoom meeting, uh, and gets on the meeting. And there's his boss, the CFO, and two other coworkers from the finance department. And this is reported on all major news. You can go check this out. It's fascinating. He does a long meeting, looking at them face to face on a Zoom call. 
they they say, hey, there's a new project the company's working on. We're gonna the init the first initiative means that we need to transfer twenty five point six million dollars. He transfers the twenty five point six million dollars. Come to find out, the people he were he was talking to didn't exist. They were it was AI deep fakes oh. of his boss and his two coworkers. And they had grabbed their voices off of other meetings and YouTube videos that were out there in the company network and then took their pictures off of Facebook and other other uh, social in- medias and then created deep fakes of his boss and his two coworkers to convince him to change Dude, for the money. Yeah, I know. And that, that's that is... what led us to the discussion that this may actually bring us back to face to face. You have to come into a meeting because you may be having it with some sort of AI deep fake if you don't. Have have you ever sat back and thought if if the people behind this could be involved in cancer research and good. stuff like that yes. because they put so much effort and it's sometimes well it's becoming more and more sophisticated and of course we did talk about this um this story from the cut from the other day where the woman says that she was scammed in a fishing um you know expedition if you will and she she withdrew fifty thousand dollars from her bank and gave it to a guy that she thought was with the cia we're still not a hundred percent sure on that one whether she was telling the truth if but, that is real though documentary time well, Netflix. That's Netflix it, 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 so that's what I, when I when I sent that story to a couple of people here this week, I said this will be a Netflix documentary yes. for sure. Hey George, it's great to see you in person. Great to see you as Thanks well. So Thanks so much, much for, for everything in. you do with ThrottleNet for us here at 97.1 FM Talk. We'll take a break. We're going to come back talk about the uh, the squatting. It's on the corner of Chippewa in Spring, not too far from where Fred grew up. Right, Fred? The Hall of Famer grew up right, yeah, right that's there. Right. All right, oh, we're coming back box. with more coming up. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Filth everywhere. It smells. Uh, it's disgusting. It, it makes their front of their house unusable. If they have a lovely front porch. They can't use it. But when Kamala Harris came... They cleaned them all out of home base, city hall. So they absolutely have the power to move people out. Well, you know that that's Beavis Shock, who is an attorney for the South City Homeowners at the corner of Chippewa and Spring. I went to that location this morning. Beavis is on the phone with us this afternoon. Mr. Beavis Shock, how are you? I am doing great. Thanks for having me on, Mark. So I, I was not dialed into this. I did not see the original story on KTVI. And then we're in the studio yesterday, and we see your pretty face on the uh, the Fox uh, broadcast in our monitors. And we see this, you know, big 
squatter tent that's out there. So I decided, I got Steve Butts coming up here in a couple of minutes, state rep. Steve said he went in person, so I decided this morning to go over there, and I took some video. I put it up on the Twitter. So the question I think that most people have is, how the hell can you not just take that thing down? Well, who is, you say, why the hell can't you take that thing down? Who is you in that? Well, let's say the homeowners that are pissed off about it that are right there at the corner. Could you not go? I'm just asking. I don't know. If, if it's my – some people have said this on Twitter. Man, if that's my house, I'm out there and I'm tearing stuff down in front of my house. But that's not te- technically that person's property, right? That's correct. Yeah. And it's also you got a lot of risk of an assault charge. I mean, if, you, if they're in there and you, you put them in fear of being injured, you, the cops will come and arrest you, not them. Which is something I would and, probably do, Beavis, just so you know. And then I'd have to hire you, and you'd have to defend me, and, you know, it'd be a big news story. That would be a very right. large fee. That would be great <laughs> for the shock family. But your point is, is that there is limited control that the homeowners have right now because this is on the city? Yeah. So the way this thing works is the city owns, of course, the street, and then there's a curb. In this case, there's also a storm drain. We'll get to that later. And then, and then the, the land, the strip, between the curb and the sidewalk has a, has a name. It's called the tree walk. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's what it's called. And then you hit the sidewalk. Now, this tent sort of pokes out ever so slightly in the street, depending on the day. It definitely is all over the curb and the tree walk, and a little bit of it's on the sidewalk, which is an interesting thing because that means it, it, it interferes with the public's right to walk on the sidewalk. Good. At least you'll have some kind of leg on which to stand. Now, see, Beavis, this is Sue. I live in the city, and I understand that, and they've got trees planted on that area, right? It's city trees. They maintain them. I mean, I mow that piece of grass, but that's the leg on which they're standing, that these people have the right to be there, is that strip, is the city's? Well, first of all, Sue, it's nice to talk to you. I always call you the grown-up in the room, and I stand by that. (laughs) True. Uh, the, the, so I don't know what the city's position is historically over the last couple of years, two and a half, three years, while these people have been out there, the, the squatters, my, my clients have made many protests. They've talked to the health department. They've talked to the mayor's office. They've talked to the alderman and everybody says pretty common. Oh yeah, well, we're going to get to work on that. And then nothing happens. Uh-huh. So now we file suit. There's a public outcry. It's obvious the public is on the side of my clients. I mean, there's no question about that because everybody thinks, what if it was in front of my house? Right, right. That would be bad. Oh. Um, I mean, we're, I'm a sort of taxpaying, go to work every day kind of person, just raising my family, whatever. And uh, nobody wants them out in front of their house. So the public's on our side. So the last couple of days, the city's made these statements. Yes, we're going to get them out right away. This is a terrible situation. We're going to take care of this right now. So I don't know what their position really is. I mean, you were there more recently than I, Mark. You were there this morning. Yeah. Still there? Oh, yeah. It's still there. It looks okay. – uh, There's. Right. A, by the way, whoever's living in that, they got a lot of stuff in there. I mean, they're not only squatters, but they're hoarders. You looked inside? Well, you could Did see, you pull yeah. back the canvas? I didn't. The canvas was kind of open. You know, I took some video. I put oh. it up. But the canvas was pe- – I didn't see any people in there, but I saw a lot of stuff in there. I really did. I didn't get too close because I wasn't sure if someone was sleeping. But it was – Well, they might come out and shoot you. Well, I know. that. I mean, honestly, I was trying to be a little careful about that. But here's the other thing that, that catches my attention. I think you just confirmed this. This isn't something that just popped up a couple of weeks ago, right? Right, right. This thing's been there for three years. These my clients have been unbelievably tolerant people more than they should have been, in my opinion. But um, anyway, they finally uh, 
called me, and Eric Vieth and I are working on the case. So. Okay. And then what, what are you asking for then, and who are you suing in particular? Okay, so we – good question. So there's a theory in the law that's called nuisance. And the classic nuisance is you're living happily on your farm in rural Missouri, and the, and the farmer next to you opens one of these pig farms. So now they've got 1,000 pigs making grotesque uh, waste, and, and they aren't properly – taking care of the waste it's going in the creek that goes between the properties and wrecking your Uh-oh. ability to have your moderate number of cattle get their water out of the creek and this is a nuisance the pig farms a nuisance and so then you sue them and, and there's a lot of law about it and and basically there are ways to get the pig farm in but you have to have proper uh environmental etc now the the old the old joke about the nuclear power plant is, if you move into a, a, a lot next to a nuclear power plant, you really can't complain about the nuisance because it was there when you bought the property. True. Right, right. If they put in a nuclear power plant after you're there and it's it's huge and noisy and horrible, then then you kind of got a little bit of a complaint, which is why they buy the land around the around the those stacks that have the steam coming out of them. Uh, but but the idea of a nuisance in this case is that the city owns the land and they are making, and here's the legal test, unreasonable use of their property by allowing these people to remain there, that they are not being good neighbors. And you see, nuisance law applies to the public property the same as private property. So. The pig farm example is is always well not always but I presume ninety nine percent of the time it's some private entrepreneur farmer guy who wants to make money with pigs, but it can also apply in the government and there are a bunch of examples in the law that we found and we cite those cases in our pleadings, um, and that's what lawyers do they but, cite cases right right but if I if I live in a house like that and all of a sudden this goes up in front of my house I think my first instinct would be well my first instinct would probably be to you know engage and that's probably a bad idea but my second instinct might be I'm going to call the cops and have the cops do something so if you do that the cops are going to come and say we can't do anything here essentially that is what has been done many times the cops have said well are there there's this whiff in the background not just the whiff of the odor of their uh, waste, but also a, a wisp of an idea that maybe there has been some conversation from higher ups down to the lower downs. Just don't worry about those homeless people. They are oppressed. And the uh, people who reside in the house, the mortgage paying, well, they're the oppressors, hardworking, they're, oh, they're the oppressors. Right, exactly. So we know that. So we really want to leave these nice people uh, who are squatting and wrecking the neighborhood alone because it's not their fault. It's the homeowner's fault. And we want to be fair and truthful. Now, that is a false premise. And I'm I'm stating it in sort of an ironic, uh, kidding way, but I'm not sure that it's not true. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 That the people who are running our city are these people are pretty heavy onto the progressive left and uh, social dem? What do they call that? Um, democratic socialist or something? Well, I'll tell you uh, this: they wouldn't be as soon as this was in front of their house, Beavis. And, well, and that's right. And, and that's why it's so obnoxious. The fact that right. these poor people have to live with this for this long. Uh, do you know who the other person is there? We're gonna we're gonna talk to Steve Butts in a second. I bet he knows. 
That'd be uh, I should know. It's in the pleading, but I can't remember. Um, but um, clients, please text me if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, well, he'll bill you if you do text. I'm just going to tell you that's a quarter hour right there. Well, no, but I, <laughs> that's not the way this one works, guys. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're suing under nuisance. What I want to tell you is that the, the big and interesting fact in the case is that the city may take the position we want to move the people, but we can't. And the response to that is when the vice president, Kamala Harris, was coming to town and there were tents with homeless oh, people right in front of my building, on, here. right here, right, right, yep. right, right in front of the building and uh, city all around City Hall. Right before they came, they before them. the vice president came, they all got moved out and big signs got put up. We are doing renovations to the grounds. Six Give months ago, and they're still four months ago, and they're still there. The renovation, and I've asked Nothing. the city parks director for information. All he said to me was, "You can do a freedom of information request because Beavis, you know what's going to happen. They're going to finally take those gates down. Right. There's no renovations that are going to take place, of and course, then they'll move on." Listen, I'm going to talk with Steve Butts about all this, but you keep us posted. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this this afternoon. You looked beautiful on Fox News yesterday. You really did. Well, that's very kind of you. Uh, please tell my wife. I'll all right, see you later. Take care. Thanks, Beavis. All right. So that, you know, that, that's one thing I think I was surprised about. I had people on Twitter telling me that that thing's been out there for a long time. Jeez, these and poor people. I was unaware of that. So State Rep Steve Butts was listening yesterday when we were talking about this. And you went out there in person, too, Steve. How are you? I did. Hey, Mark. Um, good, Sue. Good to talk to you. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit worse than that. So I thought this was long gone, I would say these two people, I forget their nationality, um, they're immigrants, I think for a while there was no English there, but seven years ago, they were camped out on the sidewalk at Gustine, right by the old Kmart, you know, like at Gustine and Graboy, Mm -hmm. and they have moved around for several, several years, I'm going to say seven years that I know of, short distances and did not really set up camp, I hate to say it that way, for mm-hmm. this length of time. But then when I saw it on the news, I thought I thought this was long gone, right. so I had to go myself just to see it. It's three times the size that it used to be. I mean, this is, I, I think, so I did look in, and the guy that's squatting in there was sitting in there cross-legged this morning just staring out. But there is – I've looked inside that, you know, from like 50 feet away, to be honest. I don't get much closer than that. Um, there is a lot of stuff oh, yeah. in this shelter. But this is like a it, – it's like a hut now. I mean, yeah, it's, it is. I mean, it's unfathomable. And the fact that this has gone on, I'm like, forget all this. I, I think the words Beavis was looking for might have been social justice. But this is not a social justice issue. I mean, this is – this is worse squatting that was at City Hall. There's nothing uh, it is. that yeah, compares to the level of this. So, much worse. There's not even close. And that's why this is so horrible. And the fact that this, it's just the regular sewer, like, you know, we all have. That's the toilet. And that it's right at the base of this guy's front yard. Uh. And you can see how, I mean, I don't know, well, I'll bet you that house is worth zero money. I bet you it could not be sold at any price. So, I mean, allowing this to go on this long, and I think Beavis was right that his clients were much too kind if this has been there three years. I mean, that's just... That's so do you do you know who the other person is from that um, I don't. I, I think, I'm guessing Shane Cohen. I texted him. And uh, let, me, just let me know if he responds, because I think one of, one of the basic questions is what the how the hell can they not deal with this? I mean, that that I, seems 
completely unreasonable, right? right? I hate that it has to hit the news like this, and now, you know, you're involved. I'm going to get much more involved. I mean, Sue's going to get involved. Beavis is involved. I mean, for the sake of these people, and I mean the people that own the house, that they have to go. And I saw the quote by uh, the mayor's spokesman saying, well, we've offered them help, but they have to accept the help. I'm like, no. I don't know the law, but then they get arrested. I don't know. Then you're going to jail. I don't really know. This is a case where it's so egregious, and I know this is probably not popular, and I would not say this lightly. It's so egregious for so long that they have to be arrested. I mean, they ha- if they're not going to leave and take right. – the city well, has it, offered them alternatives. If they leave, they're going to probably set up camp somewhere else because you, you said they've done you know exactly. And that, that was like – that was also the spokesman saying, well, in the previous administration, I was like, why doesn't anybody use anybody's names? So I'm going to guess, you know, with Mayor Cruz and Mayo, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe they, they moved them along and they set up camp somewhere else. That that dance happens all over with, you know, unhoused people. I mean, they just are rotating around. I think a lot of us understand that. But so what? They got to keep moving. The fact is they have been in front of these people's home, not hiding in the bushes at Crondelet Park or under the railroad trestle. Um, And then even on your thing with the city hall, I kind of get what he was saying about, you know, when the vice president came to town, but it's, it's only halfway true. Those people just moved 50 yards down and they're just, it's not like they went. Well, there weren't quite there. There's fewer than there were. back. Yeah, there's fewer, fewer. but you're right. They just kind of moved them to the next place next door. Uh, Yeah, this is interesting. And, you know, beyond beyond the homeowners, and that's really the issue here. But, Steve, as you know, that this thing gets blasted. They did a 10 minute segment on Fox yesterday showing the video over and over again. And that's St. Louis. And that's the PR image that we have. Uh, I did. I did not know that it made national news like that. I was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I we've got, uh, you know. There's a narrative in our city, and we have got to change this narrative that, uh, you know, we can't run the place. We can't. I Right by my house, Sue, you probably saw it, right? At 55 in Loughborough, yeah. that sinkhole collapse is you got to you got to experience it to believe it. It's so huge. You know what, Steve? I haven't seen that because uh, that since it's closed, I have to go through Carondelet to get onto 55. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Where is it? You say 55, where? Loftboro? You, you know, how, exit you know there, the right? Loftboro, the Loftboro oh, yeah. exit when you're northbound, and yeah. you always hit that dip, right? Yeah. Everybody knows yeah, the yeah, dip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off there. Well, that dip was oh, no. now is now a 20-foot deep <sighs> by 30 feet. I mean, the, oh, I don't know, the entire street. I'll send you. I'll okay, send you the video that I shot. Yeah, I don't oh, think we've just, seen that either. All right. Well, there's another infrastructure. Un- Unbelievable. Now that's infrastructure, and it's that's a really old part of the city. There, you know, Crondelet. I think even predates St. Louis. I mean, mm. some of that stuff's getting to be way past 100 years old, and it's time to replace that infrastructure. But I don't want to compare the two. But you know, we're getting to the point that it feels like you know we can't manage the city, wow. and I, we just have to. All right, Steve. Well, hey, thank you All for right. chiming in on this. I appreciate it. Good to see you, or good to hear Thanks, from guys. you. We'll talk soon. Thanks, yeah, that's Steve. State Rep. Steve Butts, who lives in the city, was an alder person as well. Alderman. Listen, man, I'm trying to be gender neutral. I have no idea why. 342, we're coming back with more. Well, just because we were talking about the um, the infrastructure problems in the sinkhole, it reminded me that I have a story. This is a terribly sad story, but I'll share it with you because I- I've never heard anything like this, and maybe you have. Fred, you've heard this story. This was in Fort Lauderdale. This is shocking. It is shocking. Really? There, there was a, a little seven-year-old girl from Indiana digging in the sand like any kids would do on a beach and the uh, 
the sand collapsed on her. They were really digging a big hole. It was like four to five feet deep. And she and her nine-year-old brother, Maddox, were playing, and things went really bad. Here's a TV station down in Fort Lauderdale talking about it here. There is a little girl buried under the sand, and they have not gotten to her yet. Digging with their bare hands, bystanders rushed to try to rescue a little girl buried after the hole in the sand she was playing in collapsed. Christina Bleckinger was there and tried to help. It was horrifying. My husband grabbed a bucket and I started helping. The boy, you can see his head, and even that took a long time to get out. He was like stuck under the sand and you could see him. The girl, we couldn't see. The child, identified as seven-year-old Sloan Mattingly, was playing with her nine-year-old brother on Tuesday at the beach in Lauderdale-by-the-Sea. Her family was visiting from Indiana. I mean, how, how do you even... Wow, you're on a family vacation right. in Fort Lauderdale. Now, they say, I'll have a little bit more of the story here. They, they say, I guess, that about three to five children in the U.S. die each year when a sand hole that they are digging at the beach, a park, or a home collapses on top of them. Were they trying to bury each other, you know, where your head sticks out and you do a funny video? It's, I mean, five I feet is a long so, way down. I think they were just trying to, you know, dig a big... I've seen kids do this, you know, dig a big hole, and then you maybe build some castles around it, but a little bit wow. more of the story here. They were just together as a family digging a hole to oh. have fun in. The children were rushed to the hospital where the girl was pronounced dead. I do get the sense that... This is the kind of thing that literally in a second, it can happen. Sand, again, is not going to stay in a stable manner at any time. It's constantly moving, just just really just like the ocean is. But when this falls in on you, um, there's no escaping it. It's it's very similar to an avalanche on the ski slopes. So th- that's a guy. I think that's the guy, uh, Dr. Stephen Leatherman. That's a CBS story, but he's a guy that's um, with Florida International University. And if that wasn't him, he's quoted in some stories saying, who knew? He says, if you're going to dig in, a, in the sand in a hole, make sure it's no more than two feet deep. Mm. Which two feet deep is relatively deep. Just, well, it you know, is. If you're That's out there with a kid. but Five feet is a lot. She, he says, when people dig holes more than two feet deep and get in them, at least where their bodies below the sand level, the sand starts drying out immediately. And dry sand can only hold a 33-degree oh. angle. And people dig these holes almost vertically. He says, this is you know a bit of the science here. Um, at that point, the sides of the hole can start caving in, and it can cave in very rapidly. Leatherman, this expert, also pointed out the risk of someone stepping on the edge of a hole before the sand dries out, and then that could make it collapse. And the deeper the hole, the greater the risk. I just thought, holy crap, I've never heard anything like this before. No, I didn't know right? that was a thing. And you had 20 people. There were 20 <sighs> adults that, you know, Tried. swept into action. They're on their hands and knees, they have plastic, um, you know, shovels and and pails and stuff. But the hole kept collapsing on itself, and the little girl was in there. So luckily, her brother—I can't even imagine. I mean, her oh. poor brother is obviously for the rest of his life would think about this, right? Oh gosh, that's as just... a parent, I don't know what you could have done to prevent it, or how would you even be aware of that? Well, I, I, I don't know. The fact that they now say you should only dig two feet deep makes sense. I've but never heard I hadn't that heard that before yeah, today. That. And, uh-huh. you know, I've, I've been with my kids at beaches so many times and they're digging sand holes. Now, again, I don't know that any have gotten five feet, deep. even two feet deep. But right. still, that's something that I think I'll remember from now on. So that's, wow. that's a horrible, horrible story. 
and I at least wanted to share it just for informational purposes here this afternoon. We've got a bunch of stuff still coming up tonight. I do want to remind folks that we have our first fish fry tomorrow. Now, Yay. mind you, we said that a week ago today. And then the uh, forecast. What's the forecast for Yeah, we did. I don't know. The snow it's... came in and uh, blew it all up. But we're going to be at Incarnate Word next Friday. So we'll revisit them for the fish fry. We're at the Knights of Columbus Hall in Cottleville tomorrow. We'll have um, Jane on the panel. John Gaskin will be here on the roundtable. Gene Evans. Paul Hall with Entertainment. Mr. Cusimano, who has his phone back, who he told Yay. the story yesterday of losing his phone and getting sent back from Florida. Say Senator Nick Schroer, who represents a good chunk of uh, St. Charles County, is going to stop by for a visit tomorrow. He'll have a lot to say. We always like talking to Nick. So that's all coming up tomorrow on the show. By the way, the forecast is 62 and sunny, but a little bit breezy. So there is no mention of anything bad. Uh, luckily. So that means it'll be bad tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yes. Uh, Sue's got Sue's news coming up in the next hour. Then Jack Cardetti. Jack used to be on the roundtable quite a bit. He just gets too busy. He lives in Columbia, Missouri. We love him. He's kind of a sane Democrat. But he's involved in um, some of the cannabis issues in Jeff City. And this is, you know, I've told you my wife works in this industry, and I, I certainly support it. But, you know, you have convenience stores and other shops that are selling these Delta-8 products, and there's kids that are getting sick. We had the um, the report from, what was it, Sumner last week where a right. bunch of kids got sick. So he's going to talk about some of the some of the you know developments there and what they're working on in Jeff City legislatively to fix this. Because, again, I'm not going to say it's exactly like the squatters, but these VLT machines and, and other things, I think common sense people see this and say, wait a second, how is that not legal? But the law, as I've said many times before, is very specific. And if someone sees a window or an angle to take advantage of the law, and that's what I think a lot of these companies have done. But they're putting products into convenience stores that claim that they have 200, up to 200 milligrams, if not more, of THC. But I think it's because it's the Delta 8 and not the Delta 9. I'm not an expert on, on a lot of that stuff, but um, Jack will be here and he'll run it down for us. Andrew Bailey, I was um, tooling around on the X earlier today and they had a live feed from CPAC. Andrew Bailey was on a panel. He is also arguing tomorrow before the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals on the, uh, the law that targets federal gun restrictions. And he's going to comment when he joins us after five o'clock about Governor Parsons' plan to send Missouri National Guard troops to the Texas border on the student debt situation and then what he talked about at CPAC as well. And then, so I'm very curious about this. Maureen Ferguson is going to join us. You do not have children, but I think you can appreciate this because you you know how much these social media apps and tech has affected kids. Oh, gosh. Right? So Maureen is with the uh, Catholic Association. She does a, actually a talk show called Conversations and Consequences and wrote a piece that I found in Newsweek about protecting kids from the dangers of smartphones. And one thing that was a little different about Maureen's piece is she had some very, very, I think, practical solutions for parents. One example, if you have, you know, this is something I could see occurring with my daughter as she's getting older now, the friends are going to want smartphones, et cetera. So she says, well, get with the parents group of your friends and say, mm -hmm. no, we ain't going to do this. Here's what we're going to do. And there's oh. other options for communication Smart. that aren't smartphones. So she, she has a pretty good um, story to tell with her own family of four children who are now I don't know if they're all out of the house, but they're all, you know, over the age of 16 or 17. But Maureen will kind of give us some advice on that. And, of course, we'll have audio cut of the day. Audio cut of the day might have to be from the city of Chicago, where they're still fighting back and forth. Brandon Johnson saying one thing. You have uh, folks who are actual citizens of Chicago and they pay taxes who are livid about the treatment 
and the double standards for people who have lived in Chicago for years compared to the migrants that are coming. And, of course, some of this ties in with Eric Adams and the $10,000 debit cards, et cetera. So that and more coming up here on a Thursday edition of the Mark Reardon Show. Hang in there. A lot more to come. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 